ones who trade with all of them have a solution. They create a simple common alphabet adaptable to most languages. Remember how easy it was to learn your ABCs? Thank the Phoenicians. They invented them. Now that you thank the Phoenicians, you're getting ready to listen to the Magic Our Way podcast with Kevin and Danny. And this is Fish Sean Wu, their boots on the ground, riding Spaceship Earth. First, they establish public schools, and then begin teaching an intriguing new subject. Jumbo, everyone. Harambe. Roll them. Jumbo, everyone. Harambe. And welcome to another edition of the, the Magic, Magic Our Way, Way podcast. podcast. Well, here we are once again on another show. My name is Kevin. And I'm Danny. And always with us is Lee, for a friend like Lee. How you doing, Lee? Oh, fantastic, man. Awesome, it's awesome. Hard to, hard to believe that, you know, it's so much time has passed between our last episode. Oh, it's been forever, man. It's been crazy. I feel like I hadn't talked to you all in a while. Guys. Yeah, it's nuts. Of course, listeners, we're being facetious. Is that the right word? Facetious? Facetious, yeah. Yeah, right. we're being facetious. Facetious is good. Because we just recorded thank, this other show. Thank like the Phoenicians. Thank the Phoenicians. <laughs> facetious. Phoenicians. Phoenicians. Facetious Phoenicians. Yeah, the facetious. Boy, that's like a tongue twister, man. She's, Sally sells, she sells, she sore. That's crazy. Uh, but anyway, y'all, thank you for listening to another episode of the Magic Way podcast. This is, uh, I forget what show number this is, but yeah, I can see it on the title. It's like, what, 68 or something I think we're at? We're I think it's 68. Yeah, we're at show 68. Next week, hey, next week is 69. Yay! Yay. We, should, we should party. Happy it should be something. It's going to be a very special show. Yeah, it's going <laughs> to be, it's going to be good. Maybe if I'm lucky, I'll get the sexy voice. It'd be awesome. Um, yeah if you don't get those jokes then you know what Uh, don't worry about it it's all good anyway um, you heard that little opening once again from uh, Fish Sean Wu or of course our boots on the ground and so uh, I kind of want to invite anybody in the Magic Hour universe if you want to record a little show opening like that man we'll put it in the front you'll lead off the show man you could be our Grand Marshal of the Magic Our Way Parade podcast that we're doing, you know, well, you know how Disney usually picks like a little Grand Marshal or Family of the Day or whatever they do, uh, depending on where they are or what event it is. Man, you could be that person, man. You know, it doesn't have to be anything elaborate. It doesn't have to, you know, you don't have to be on Spaceship Earth like Sean did. You know, he went the extra mile and add a little bit of ambient uh, Dame Judy Dench in the background. But you ain't got to do that. No, you could do something like Lee. You could be running. Maybe you're doing something like Lee and you're exercising and you're getting out there and you're running and you got cars behind you. Maybe you could do like a little uh, show intro like that, man. Or I don't know, maybe you're actually at the bar or something, you know, you're just a loud bar. Just whatever you want to do. It doesn't matter to us. You could be a bowling alley. You could be shopping with your mom. You know, who, who knows? Who cares? You want to record a quick little show intro, man. Everybody pretty much has a smartphone or if you don't have a smartphone, either way, you still got some way to record the darn thing. Uh, or if you want to instant record a man, call our, use our speak pipe, you know, just to get up there and just record your own show intro. We'll put you at the front of the show. So I want to invite that to any and all of our listeners. Um, if, if you want to become part of the show, man, we'll, we'll put you in the rotation, man. We'll, so far, we're using Sean, and, we'll, and if we get some other people, we'll put you in the rotation. We'll do you one week, then Sean the next week, then we'll come back to another person, and we'll just keep on rotating until we have this big old ball of show intros. So, yeah, man, that's uh, this is your uh, we're inviting you guys to uh, um, be part of the show. So, anyway, 
With that being said, last week, last show, we talked about a little contest. Obviously, we're recording this show on the same night we talked about it on that show. So we don't have any winners to announce this week. So um, we're going to postpone that until the next show, until a week is actually passed. And then we can talk about uh, if we got any winners uh, as to where Lee is. And he still currently is. <laughs> He's still currently <laughs> in the same place since well, we did the last show. Until someone, yeah, I can't leave this place until someone guesses. So please, <laughs> oh. please write. <laughs> In. I'm stuck here. Help Lee, man. This, he's got to go home. Music playing around me. Yeah, he's, he's, he's far, right in. Yeah, he's far from Houston, man. He's it's just you know what I mean. Come on, you know, you just help help a brother out and send a dude home, man. You know, he's got to get out of this town. So Lee, you want to give him a, a clue, man? You want to give him another clue? I thought I just did. So oh, did you? <laughs> that was their clue. Was that Let song me, lyrics? Get me out of this town. That's nothing but country music. I can't stand it anymore. Oh, that's a clue. <laughs> oh, boy, you skillfully hid that in, man, like a Disney yeah, that dude. Yeah, that was sneaky right there, man. That was killer. I was sneaking. I was talking all on top of it, man. You should have just said, Kevin, just shush. <laughs> Enough of your jibber-jabber, man. I got a clue to give out. But anyway, yeah, there's your next clue. So if you listen to last show that we put out, 67, and you listen to this one, hopefully you can kind of pick out, get some ideas of where Lee may be broadcasting from. You know, where where is his hotel? What's he doing? Uh, so anyway, um, is everybody still good? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it hasn't been that long. Has anybody gotten even more juiced since we last recorded the show? Danny, how are you doing over there? I, I'm, I'm drinking steadily, so I've gotten in, increasingly more juiced. So this would be an <laughs> awesome show, you know? Oh yeah! Oh man, this, this show is the best show we've ever recorded. No, no doubt. I mean, yeah. I, I can feel the energy coming together. This is a, a, a award-winning. This is like Grammy-winning, Tonys, all that. People's Choice. Yeah, Kanye is going to come on any minute and interrupt you. Yeah, so you know what? Yeah. Kanye's going to get beat. <laughs> I am ready. Mr. For Anonymous it. is going to come up here and that's right. Demand that we stop. You know, we, we stop giving him advice on the the, the two shows that we did. Like, that's it's right. Enough. Y'all need to stop giving me advice on where to go. Yeah, man. Look, if you want detailed advice on your next Disney vacation, look, there's tons of shows out there that are mostly for Disney planning. But if you want to, if you want us to get go down that road, and we don't do that often, we like to talk about other stuff in the Disneyverse. But if you want this show to go down that road, man, just send us an email and say, "Hey, how do I do this?" And you know what? You're gonna get a two-hour show out of that, <laughs> guaranteed. Because we will spew every bit of info that we got in our little heads because that's just who we are. Why? I, mean, I got an idea, Kev. What, Instead that? of calling him Mr. Anonymous, can we, like, you know, can we start referring to him like a Speed Racer reference? <laughs> can we start referring to him as Listener X? Listener X? Listener X. Oh. Like, one, like, you just don't know who he is. Listener X. The one guy that speak could never figure out who he was. You know? Oh, could, yeah? Could, could, could Mr. Anonymous be Listener X? I feel like I should be Speed Racer, or something, like that. <laughs> or somebody, or I'd be, I could be the little, the little, little, little boy, or something. Oh, Speed! <laughs> right now, right now, my mouth is still moving, and I'm not saying anything. That's how the cartoon yeah. was, you know. So, all right, my mouth stopped. Anyway, anyway. yeah. So there, yeah, that could be Mr. X. I mean, I don't know, maybe another somebody on will come up with a Mr. X. I don't know. No, no, not Mr. X. Listener X. Oh, Listener X. Oh, okay. Yes, like Racer X. Listener X. This reminds me of like 80s uh, um, branding um, commercials. You know, like here you got product X. 
and we have our <laughs> product, Coca-Cola. Well, you know, tell us which one tastes better, you know, whatever. Uh, which listener listens better? I mean, I don't know, whatever. Yeah, Listener X is cool. I, I love Speed Racer. That was a great show. Yeah, Listener X. I, w- I would like to refer to him. Isn't that better than Mr. Anonymous, don't you think? I don't know. Mr. Anonymous has like that 1920s Mr. The Shadow Nose, you know, kind of stuff. <laughs> Maybe 1920. That's a little too early for the shadow, but you know, you know what I'm talking about. Um, that kind of with that old thing, but you know, I'm good with either one, man. Listener X. I, well, l- let's leave it up to Mister Anonymous. What does he want to be referred to? You know, does he want to be Listener X or does he want to be Mister Anonymous or does he want to be like, like, Podcast Finger or Gold 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 Podcaster? Or I don't. I mean, I don't know. Pod Listener. <laughs> Uh, well, if he doesn't opt for Listener X, hopefully we have another listener out there that wants to take up that mantle because yeah. that's just a cool name. Yeah, and if you want to constantly write in, man, and create your own persona, man, maybe if you want to be Listener Y and maybe Listener Z or something <laughs> like that, or Mister Listener Solve Four X, you know, you could be, you could be whatever. I, I, I doesn't matter. You know, we'll we'll let you be like that. That's that's how our show is. You know, we give you guys the freedom, the artistic license, because you know, Danny and I are artists. You know, our own rights. So we give you the artistic license to be whoever you want to be in this particular universe. So you want to do a little bit of podcast cosplay, man? Here you go. There you go. I don't don't know if that would be the correct term for it, but, you know, you kind of get the idea, man. You can embody whoever you want to be on this show. You don't have to be who you are. Yeah. Let your soul glow. Let your soul glow. <laughs> Is that what you said? Yeah, well, you didn't have that one queued up? No, I didn't have that one. I wasn't ready for that one, but oh well. I, we didn't have our three seconds worth of that? Okay. Well, what I'm going to have to start doing is I'm just going to have to pull the uh, the soundboard from the other show and just uh, just start using it ours because, you know, there's some good stuff that would be apropos for this particular show. So I might start doing that just to give even further plus our show, man, to make that more of an entertaining experience, you know? Yeah, we'll give you the Disney advice. We'll give you the uh, trip planning. We'll give you our thoughts on things. But we'll also give you the entertainment because that's who we are. That's what we do. Right? Isn't that right? right. That's right. We let you so We're, we're going to make some magic here. And I'm going to screw this up again. Well, I'm going to just make some magic, man. Enough of this j- <laughs> Enough of this jibber-jabber. I'm going to this magic, this magic in and get some stuff going. Um, what? I don't think <laughs> we what? <laughs> Let's head on to the queue. Uh, first up on the queue today, uh, Disney, it's confirmed. It's been long rumored, but they are adding a third theater to Soren. And they're adding a third track to that um, oh that overrated ride over in Hollywood. This is your Studios. favorite ride, though, man. This is your most yeah. favorite ride in all the world. Yeah. What is the name of that boring monstrosity that you have to wait an hour in? That's you can just play on the Wii instead. What is it? What is it called? Is the the uh, this is uh, haunted mansion. The, is it? The the did you do paradise? Um, Cut him off. Get him <laughs> off the show now. <laughs> You know the haunted mansion right. was in a racing it was in a racing the video game. Mansion, that's terrible. <laughs> Sorry, I had to do it. <laughs> uh, and in Midway Mania, yeah, Toy, Toy Story, Story. Midway yeah. Mania is getting a third track for all of you who wouldn't rather be playing a video game in, at home as opposed to on the road. Um, yes, Disney's adding a third uh, theater to Soaring by 2016, and this ought to be great. Uh, by then, it should be soaring around the world, whatever the new attraction um, yeah, is going to show you stuff, the different yeah. places that you can fly over there. They're going to be getting new screens, a new projection system, and uh, bringing a whole new enhanced experience to Soaring. And uh, then, yeah, Toy Story Mania, they're getting a third track to bring you the same old 
So, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally what? glosses over the Toy Story Mania thing. Just the yeah, touch and go, touch awful. and go, man. Wave off, wave <laughs> off, touch and go. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, so that that has finally been confirmed. Long rumored, now confirmed. Disney's got this in the works. All right, so I guess with this additional space for viewing of Soren, does that mean that getting a Fast Pass Plus might even be, or getting a, ch- a chance of getting into that ride on the day you want it might in- get better? You think the chances are that I might be able to like, oh, so- I want to ride it this afternoon, I'll be able to get into it easier. Right, so these would both in- increase capacity. Yeah, correct. They can fit more people in. So I mean, obviously, they'll be able to. I, I would think so. I mean, at all. Yeah, but they insane, just increase the you know? standby lines and all the. So I think it's all just going to even out. Yeah, well, yeah. let me. You're think. still going to need a fast pass for it. Yeah, I mean, if you don't have another attraction within that tier to help sway, uh, like relieve some of the crowding. You, you, if you, even though you create more space, you'd still end up with the same issue eventually, right? You know, I would think so. Once you still need a, I would think a, you know, if you really want to, you know, yeah, increased capacity is good, but you still probably need to add a couple more attractions worthy of that tier that it's in to really help spread out the crowds, kind of. A yeah, thing. I mean, that, I will say this, you know, I, when I saw the story, you know, I read a few of the comments in the sections, and that was the main complaint. Is um, if anyone did have a complaint about it, it was that. You know, why are we adding more capacity or more screens to these attractions as opposed to just adding a new attraction? Um, if you want to, you know, decrease the the lines and give us another, you know, e-ticket attraction that will draw people to that. Yeah, so. something yeah, like that's that, here. Yeah. And that's where thinking will get you, you know, you're making sense and asking reasonable questions. <laughs> kind of like, wh- why do we get these enhanced cues instead of getting new attractions? I mean, yeah, wh- why ask questions like that? Why not just embrace the fact that we have nicer things to look at in lines and third tracks and theaters? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you got to have something to complain about. Yeah, of course. Well, look, hey, look, that's for all y'all that want to sit in line to watch a Midway meal. You're not going either way, so. Mm-mm. No, not unless it's like, it's about, a, if it's a 10 to 15 minute wait, I'll go. Yeah. Because that's about what it deserves. Other than that, catch me down the road over at the uh, Muppet Division 3D. I, I, I still, I stand by the fact that that's the best ride in the studios. You know, speaking of it, you know, when I went on this last trip, I found it was a lot easier to get to the key under the mat because I think they took out one of the turnstiles that used to be right in front of it and you couldn't see it. You know, they did. And what's called, I saw two people do it while we were over there because, again, the lines over at, you know, Muppet Vision 3D were longer. Yeah. Um, So I got to see two people do it uh, while we were over there. Uh, I was trying to get my daughter to do it, but she wouldn't do it. Yeah, like, sh- one little kid behind us in line overheard me and went and ran underneath the mat and like, I found the key. <laughs> like, yeah, I showed my daughter that because she didn't understand what, what I meant by under the mat. She was looking for a dude <laughs> named Matt. I was like, no, 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 no. Like literally a Matt. Sorry. You know. <laughs> Please stop touching Matt. <laughs> he doesn't know who you are. <laughs> That's right. Just leave him alone. No, 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 nothing to see there. All right, guys. So I got a, I got a rant here. My next thing, not really a rant. I just want to just talk about something that uh, I feel I feel like needs to be talked about. Okay, um, I believe if if anything, briefly. Um, so undercover tourists. You know, I kind of want to mention that. You know, there's a, a listen to. You know, I, I I'm also I'm not just a dizzy podcaster, but I'm also a fan of the other podcasts, and I listen to 
a bunch of uh, different podcasts, the majority of being Disney based, but you know, there's some other ones that I enjoy as well that are just as entertaining. Uh, but anyway, um, I've listened to some Disney podcasts and they talk about undercover tourists and either they, you know, they have something negative to say or they just have nothing to say regarding it. It's always like, oh, I, I don't know anything about that, this, that, and the other. So they just end up completely dismissing the whole option of being able to buy a ticket to that. And, you know, that's understandable. If you don't know anything about it, it's best just to kind of keep your mouth shut and not say any kind of opinion. But... I frequently patronize uh, undercover tourists, and full disclosure, there is none. We're, we're not sponsored by them. There's nothing giving me uh, uh, impetus, not, no kind of impetus from them to uh, promote their product, but I, I have used them as a customer, and that's not to say I'm not open to them being a sponsor of the show, but anyway. Uh, but yeah, as of right now, uh, the recording of this show you know, here on March Whatever day it is, 8th, 2015, they're not a sponsor, and so I am free to say this. And this is fully my opinion, mine only, and not terribly of the uh, uh, the entire Magic Our Way podcast staff, which is only two other people besides me. Um, have, you, have, have either of you guys used Undercover Tourist for anything? Uh, yeah. I, is that the... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Lee. I, was, I, I have that personally. Um, okay. I do know that you know you can get uh, usually your, your park tickets a little bit cheaper. depends on you know what you're getting and things yeah. like that. So... Uh, I do know they're authorized, uh, you know, sellers of tickets from Disney, like yeah. a lot of other people are not. So you do want to watch when you find uh, discounted rates on tickets and things like that, because uh, not all those are legit, whereas Undercover is uh, legit. Uh, yeah. Is, go ahead. Go is ahead, that Undercover Taurus? Is that Jim Hill and Lynn Testa? I don't think it's their um, thing. No. Talk about it a lot. I don't think it's their what what is the name of theirs? I thought that was theirs was like Undercover Taurus or something. They have they have a ticket like, company. Huh? I didn't know they had a ticket company. I don't know that they do. I've never heard that. Yeah, I've never heard that. No, I was going to say, what is the name of their their deal? I'm sorry. I thought it was like Undercover Tourist or something no, like that. No, the Unofficial or... Guide people. Oh, well, oh Unofficial Guide. Yeah, guide. yeah that, that's completely bad. separate. Okay. Yeah. Two different things. Yeah, then I have no idea what you're talking about. Go ahead. Yeah, under, so. Undercover Tourist is kind of like, uh, there's another one too, and I forget. There's not many of them, but you know how Ali's working with an earmarked travel agent now, but they're, they're, de- yes. they're, they're an authorized Disney ticket seller. And okay. I, I want to say that the WDW Today guys actually did a, 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 a show on this. They had the, the guys, one of the guys from Undercover Tar- Tourist come on and they actually talked about it. But anyway, uh, this is a place where you can kind of get discounted tickets. Now, discounted tickets, you know, when other podcasters say it and they offer no opinion, they loop it. It almost sounds like they're lumping them into those places on 192 that, or whatever else you got to go see a timeshare thing and get discounted tickets or free tickets. It, they almost make it sound like it's something like that. And it really is not, you know. Um, they're a Disney authorized ticket seller. Um, and basically, the, the long story short um, from the show that I remember is that basically they buy their tickets in bulk from straight from Disney, a wholesale almost. So you get a little bit of a discount off the top. And then in turn, they can sell their tickets a little bit cheaper than the Disney uh, off the rack, uh, sh- off the shelf type tickets, you know, just buying it straight from Disney. So it's not like they're doing anything out of the ordinary to make it discounted. It's just that, you know, Disney sells them stuff in bulk. It's like going to Sam's and buying a bulk load of Disney tickets. You get a little bit of a discount. It's nothing major. You know, some podcasters say, you know, you, you, you save a few bucks, but it's not really a big deal. You might as well just buy them straight from Disney. 
well, hey, a few bucks may buy me a Mickey bar or something, you know, um, or whatever else. But anywhere you can uh, slice a little bit off of the pie that you have to spend for this busy vacation, go for it. And these guys, uh, undercover tourists, I, I've been buying tickets for them for, you even, you know, uh, there's a couple of years there where I was a, a annual pass holder, but it became uh, obvious to me that financially it just doesn't make sense for me to do it anymore. So, you know, uh, before and after I was a pass holder, I'd be, I, I've patronized undercover tourists and these are the guys with a little frog and there's you know it's it's a legitimate ticket you know you get the tickets in a timely manner uh they have the the numbers all the information you need to link it up to your my disney experience your magic band you can book fast passes you know that's what i did for my past trip which i'll talk about a little bit and there's nothing wrong with undercover tourists i mean they're not like those guys that you see in 192 they're not like those super discounted tickets like your cheap uh, discounted <coughs> t-shirts that you may find in the, on 192 kind of stores it's nothing like that man it's a totally different experience it's uh, if if they were if there was a term for the ticket sellers called earmarked yeah they'd be earmarked ticket sellers so if you're thinking about using them as an option or there's another one i can't remember the name of it i wish i could and i, I apologize but i just don't use them because i discovered undercover tourists first and i actually i think i might have heard it from ricky Ricky's show because he might have been sponsored by them for a while but anyway um, that's why I started using them and you know yeah it's a little bit discounted you know they always say it takes about two to three weeks to get your tickets look every time I've ordered it I've got it within five days so I guess I just use the three tickets the three weeks is just like a little safeguard just in case something happens but I always get it in a super timely manner you know the tickets are all legit they're all the ticket media that you get from the turnstile I mean uh, from the ticket booths in Disney um, so in my opinion, man, there's undercover tourists is just fine. Don't be afraid to purchase tickets from them. It's, it's, they're not, it's, I've never been burned by them and I've been buying tickets for them. I know, I think since the early 2000s, since I first heard about them. Um, but yeah, again, full disclosure, there's none cause we're not sponsored by them. Um, although again, hint, hint, if any of you guys are listening, I would not be opposed to you sponsoring us cause uh, you know, I really like your product. And what y'all do, and it's, it's it doesn't you know it's 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 a good it's a good thing for me. So anything I can do to kind of help uh, you know you give you better other options other than just straight off the shelf, you know, is not a bad deal. You know, so that's my thoughts on undercover tourists. You guys have anything to add to that? Or we... uh, what Kevin said? Yeah, like I said, <laughs> I, I can't. I I wouldn't speak because I don't know from experience, but um... yeah. I would just ask you that you were able to make all your fast passes your normal sixty days out because you had a resort too. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I got you know I met I met my deadlines. I bought the tickets ahead of time. I got them. I had them loaded up in my Disney Experience, ready to go. So when my sixty day mark came in, boom! I I, I was off to the races and got my fast passes. So yeah, it's legitimate ticket media, and I would only buy it if it's you know I wouldn't I wouldn't have bought it if it wasn't like an authorized Disney ticket seller and right. You know, I've already explained it before, but there you go. And don't be afraid, guys, listeners in the Magic Our Way universe, don't be afraid to buy tickets from them if you want to, or any other ticket reseller. But I can only vouch for undercover tourists because that's who I primarily use. All right, so if you're a Disney fan and you like a lot of Facebook Disney things, uh, of course, you know, uh, Facebook's going to be tailoring their ads to your specific likes based on what you tend to like or groups that you tend to join. And so some, if you're anything like me, something that I've been starting to see a lot pop up in my news feed on Facebook is this whole thing called Disney Dining Buddy. And actually, I saw another one company, but I can't remember their name, and I apologize. But for the, it's but, uh, Di- Disney Sniper. Disney, or, okay. Or 
ADR Sniper. ADR Sniper. That's it. ADR Sniper. Okay, that's the other one. So ADR Sniper, Disney Dining Buddy. I'm like, what the heck is this? You know, so of course, who am I going to contact? Of course, I'm going to contact Lee, our, our, tra- our travel agent here, official travel agent of the Magic Army podcast. I was like, Lee, what's up with this, man? So Lee, I'm asking you here on the show. What are these things? And, and like, you know, why? Like, what, how does this work? What, what's up with this? So there's basically two uh, that I've seen recently, the Disney Dining Buddy and the ADR Sniper. All this is is it's a system where you can pay um, this company, and they will alert you if a hard-to-find dining reservation comes up. So if you're having trouble finding Be Our Guest, Cinderella's Royal Table, Ohana, what have you, uh, you can pay them per ADR, and they will let you know uh, once it comes open. Um, so, I mean, if you really, really just got to get that, that dining reservation, if you really, you know, if your trip's just going to be ruined, if you can't eat at Cinderella's Royal Table, it's it's a pretty good tool. Uh, you do pay either per reservation or you can pay a certain amount uh, per year. Okay. Um, now, these don't book the reservations for you. It just gives you an alert. So you still have to go into your My Disney Experience and go in there and, and actually book it. So, um, you know, like I said, it, it, it doesn't book it for you. You still got to get in there and do it. But it's just an alert. Uh, that let you know, hey, this came open or that came open. Yeah. Do you know how much it is per reservation? Um, for Disney Dining Buddy, I believe it's eight dollars. Um, let me see if it has. That's the, per ADR, I guess. Or yeah, eight eight dollars per dining request. And then you could That's pay a yearly pricey. Fee. Well, I mean, yeah, if you need you know four or five reservations, and it, it can get pricey. But think about it; most of the time, it's always one or two that are hard to get. You know, right, that, right. You know, you can usually get eighty, ninety percent of what you want sixty, thirty days out. Uh, it's those, it's those three or four restaurants that are really hard to get. Maybe California Grill, Ohana, Chef Mickey's. There's about four or five, you know. So, if you did all, five, if you had to have all five of those, and you were booking it, you know, a month from now, you might not be able to get any of them. So, forty bucks, and you, you know. But so you're still not even guaranteed to get no, it. No, no, no. You're mean, not guaranteed to get it. Just letting it just gives you an alert. Yeah. So, so you're paying. I, mean, do you get, I guess what I'm asking is, do you get your money back if you don't get it? Um, I can't answer it because I've never done that. Um, I'll look here while we're talking. If any of our listeners have ever done this or used this service, we'd love to hear from you because I, I, this is the first time, maybe like two weeks ago, is the first time I actually heard about this service. And that's when I contacted Lee. I was like, what, what is this? This is like, um, is this new or something like so, that? So, I mean, if you think about it, it's, it's really instead of you sitting, you know, on a Saturday all day trying to refresh your uh, browser or trying to search here and search there to try to get that reservation or trying to check in, you know, on your lunch breaks, this will do it for you. I'm sorry. Can I ask a question here? Has it gotten that bad? I mean, really? But hasn't it always been? I mean, ever since I've been planning trips for my family, it's always been Cinderella's Royal Table, you know, and people tell you, if you don't get it by this date, you're not going to get it. And, oh, well, I'm not going to go and my vacation's ruined or whatever. I mean, for me, no, because if I can't do Cinderella's Royal Table, I'll do 1900 Park Fair or, you know, we'll do something else. So for well, exactly. Me, no. Exactly. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's it like, is. if I can't get it, I'm not paying, you know, another company like eight bucks to notify me if something comes available and oh my god they notified me but i just so happened to be at work so i didn't get off until two to three hours from then and by then the the reservation was gone because another one of their clients was also alerted to the same availability and they went ahead and took it now again i mean i understand the idea behind this but i mean really i mean shoot I mean, if it's gotten that bad with third-party vendors are making money to alert people because it's gotten so competitive to to get 
you know, things that should be available on a vacation if you're booking two to three months out. If it's gotten that competitive, this is pretty bad. Hey, well, let me just add this. I'm reading the frequently asked questions. It says, do I get my money back if I don't get the reservation? And here's their, this is from their, directly from their website. This is from who? This is from Disney Dining Buddy? Yeah. Okay. Our I'm going to guess no. Our does not book reservations, but watches for availability and alerts customers when something opens up. It's up to the customer then to book the reservation. We have no control yeah. over availability, and we do not know if the customer booked the reservation or not. So we certainly can't guarantee reservations. So, so there yeah. you go. So that makes sense because you're basically so, paying for some a service for somebody to, to say, hey, this is available now. You're not yeah. necessarily paying. And this is to clarify the listeners. You're not paying for somebody to book it for you. No, absolutely You're just paying not. for an alert. That's all it is, yep. like, a, like a push notification in your life that says, hey, this <laughs> is available. That's it. For eight bucks, they better grab it because if it's at two in the morning when I'm asleep, or right. if it's at three in the afternoon when I'm at work, they better book it for me because it does me no good if they alert me and I'm not in a position to book it. And by the time I'm able to book it, it's already gone. Yeah. Well, like I said, I mean that's where to me, a you know, not to uh, state the obvious, but use a good travel agent that'll do that for you. They'll be the ones up at two in the morning trying to find the reservation for you, or b a good travel agent that can recommend an, another option for you. Do, do we know a good travel agent? Yeah. Is it, right. We do we? Uh, it's, uh, God, I'm scratching my head. I can't really. Uh, <laughs> Lyle. Lyle? Vagina. Um, no, that's not it. You have a friend. And pew, pew. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> that was a reference from the last show for you listeners if you uh, caught that one so if you did good on you thank you for listening appreciate it can i ask you this so, like t to me as a consumer that is totally not i'm not doing that but is it worth it for you lee as, as a travel agent who is i mean this is your business and you, you make it your business to make your clients happy is it worth it for you to have a subscription to this. Yeah, like way. if you got a client yeah. that's like, oh, I need this reservation for be. my perfect vacation. It could be. Like I said, I, I'm of the belief that you shouldn't let a dining reservation dictate what kind of vacation you have. That and makes you have sense. To manage, you, you have to manage your expectations. I mean, if you're booking you know, something and you're going next week or next month, I mean, just you need to do something else, man. Don't, don't spend your, your vacation or think your vacation is ruined because you didn't get – one dining reservation. I agree, but I you agree, know this yeah. ultra competitive atmosphere. Oh, sure, absolutely. Get... I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of chat between the, between agents about this. Is this fair? Is it good? Is it bad? You know, should we use it? Should we not? You know, I've I've heard talk that Disney's quote unquote investigating it. You know, if it's legit, hmm. which I don't think they have a leg to stand on. They're just searching, just like everyone else searches. So you know, yeah, it's 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 an interesting debate for sure. Hmm. So I, I personally don't use it. I don't think that. You know, it's life or death. Where do you get the certain reservation? But you know, I'm also committed to finding it. You know, when I can for you. So, you know, it, it's a tool like anything else. You know, so, and for the arguments, know. like you know, if this is your once in a t every ten year trip, chances are you're doing research ahead of time, and hopefully, I would hope you're so. finding the tricks and everything else. Uh, to say, hey, at 100 at midnight, 180 days out, you're ready to go. And chances are, I, th I would think you should be able to like, have a good shot of landing some major you reservations. You can get anything you yeah? wanted 180 days out. Right. You can get anything you wanted 180 days out, no problem. 
Yeah. Well, well, I mean, we 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 tried to book that on and also fast pass. Well, like right when, when well fast that's a fa- that's a fast <laughs> well, that pass was, thing though right yeah. we got it yeah we got it but we didn't get it for the whole family we got yeah. it for like you know disney had to screw up in their little reservation thing and we got it for just one well, member when we tried to- that's going to be the next thing checking back for and oh fast for fast passes, passes with disney sure. fast yeah. pass buddy that'll be the next thing i'm sure Oh, wow. That's what I'm saying. It's like, yeah, it's like you're already ultra competitive as far as you know the fast passes go. Now you're you're competing really bad on the on the reservations to where now there's this new tool there that kind of lets you know beforehand when somebody else might be able. To, I mean, when you're booking, like you said, 180 days out to already know that you know two or three things for your you know dream vacation are already gone. It's it's just such a bummer. Uh, if that again is indeed what happens, but. You know, that was the whole point of bringing up the whole on and also thing is that you wouldn't think it, but I mean, when it when that that whole little thing happened and we tried to rebook it, I mean, it was already gone. I mean, yeah. you just couldn't yeah. get it to come back, and they they weren't going to work with you to get it to come back. So. Well, they can't work it if it's not there. Yeah, you know, if well, I was there, I found it, <laughs> but you had to wait until you got closer to, and people started yeah. canceling, and yeah. whatever happened happened. But I mean, you know, it, we got it. It just it took forever in a day. Well, you know, if so. Disney really wants to squash this, all they have to do is just tie it into their uh, reservation service for free. You know, it's like, hey, if you want an alert when this reservation's on, wow, just. That's- that's a good idea. Just click this button, and then you know that's it. So if Disney, if it's coming straight from the company, instead of a third party watching the company, then yeah. they'll get rid of all this thing if they really want to get if rid. If they of really it. want to. If they really want to, and they could easily do it, They'll offer it for free, and they would know when it's uh, when something comes available, and they'll let you be the first to know, and it's up to you to book. You know, so if if about you know I don't I don't know why they'd want to do that. But I mean, yeah, I, I was going to say, I mean, it seems like they've already gone far and away beyond, but just by making this such a competitive thing to begin with, yeah. that it seems like anything else that you can do to make, you know, to help, you know, build these things up as something that you really need to fight to get, you would want to do. Because, like I said, you know, the Beauty and the Beast dining reservations become such a hot issue and haven't eaten there before it's it really i mean there's so many other better restaurants on property yeah that uh for that to be such a big thing i mean it seems like you just want to kind of you know keep that legend alive that yeah fight fight to get in there fight to you know it, and it's really again at the end of the day it's not really that that great of a restaurant right right but yeah. anyway anyway so that's the whole scoop listeners on the disney dining buddy and adr what was the last second one you said adr uh, sniper. Viper, Viper, yeah. Sniper, sniper. Oh, ADR sniper, yeah. So that's the kind of scoop of that if you've been seeing it on Facebook because I've been curious. And so thank you, Lee, for giving us some, uh, shedding some light on that. And uh, um, if, yeah, like I said, listeners, if any of you guys ever used it and, you know, we'd love to know your experiences, whether you've been successful or not, and what you thought of the value of this uh, kind of services. So we'd love to hear from you, man. So Journey of the Little Mermaid has reopened over at the Magic Kingdom's New Fantasyland. Uh, it closed about for a month-long refurbishment. And uh, the newer version features a couple of uh, scene enhancements, uh, particularly the use of black light within the attraction itself. Mm, okay. Yeah, I, I think I've seen a couple of videos of this kind of stuff. Um, where they, they, I guess, the big uh, the big room with all the different things happening, and they started using black light in there. 
Yeah, Instead, it, I, it helps accentuate the uh, the audio animatronics in there. And uh, another little uh, odd little thing that I thought was kind of like, because I could understand the use of black lighting a little bit, hide the ceiling, make you feel a little bit more like you're underwater, focus the attention on the animatronics. Yeah. That's all kind of cool. But um, they also made it a point to change the, the, the plastic hair that Ariel had in the Kiss the Girl scene, huh. as well as the finale with uh, real hair. Interesting. Yes, real-looking hair has been replaced on Ariel, which I, you know, I didn't quite understand that. I, I, I got to be honest; it never took me out of the moment. Never, you know, bugged me while watching the scenes that the the mermaid's hair was a little off. But apparently, it was bugging somebody because when this thing went down for a month, that was one of the things they did was change the hair. I mean, apparently, the hair is a big deal. I remember them changing the hair when the hair was like this big, um, like it looked like mermaid. an ice cream thing. Yeah, like a, like a funnel, like a uh, like yeah, you know, like an ice cream cone, kind of just spiraling upwards, and they changed that, and now they've gone in again and changed the hair again. So um, apparently, they're not very happy with the mermaid's hair. Hmm, interesting. It never really bothered me much, but maybe not in the least. Yeah, I mean, it, it never took away from my experience, but maybe it's. Uh, I don't know. I was listening to one podcast earlier, and I forget what it was. Uh, I think it was Be Our Guest, and they had the other author of The Undergo- uh, Unofficial Guys, and he was saying that one of the things that Disney's known for is fixing something that's not broken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he actually mentioned that on the show, and I thought that was a pretty interesting little uh, uh, little thing there. So, you know. Other than the Disco Yeti. Other than the Disco Yeti, yeah. I don't know, what, I don't know how to deal with that one. <laughs> <laughs> you have all the things that needs fixing. They're going to go ahead and focus on the hair yeah, of an animated right. character that, whose hair never looked real in the original movie itself. Right, but right. You got all this. You're going to spend that money on, uh, or spend that time on um, fixing the hair when there's just a lot of other things that you could have done. Oh yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. I don't think anyone's even going to notice that her hair is different. To be honest with you. No. no, no, I'm not. Maybe maybe the the trained artistic eye, but no, it's still not gonna. It never changed it to begin. It never affected my experience to begin with. But anyway, I'm not a judge. You know, I'm not an Imagineer. So yeah. Well, it does disturb me that Imagineers are, are riding this thing and like, we're just we're, we're we're there, but we're not quite there yet. We don't need another. Let's 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 really let's think this thing through. I mean, with as flawed as some of the attractions are, like. You know, Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor. No one's going to that. No one's going to Stitch's Great Escape. That they would focus on an attraction and 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 nitpick it to death like this. It is kind of funny that they would. I mean, the attraction worked. I mean, again, the black lighting. Thank you. That's it's a nice little added bonus to it. But it's not going to make me want to check it out that much more. Uh, and the real hair is not going to matter in the least. I, I'd be curious to see. I haven't seen it yet, obviously. Uh, but I'd be curious to see it for myself. And if any of you listeners out there have seen the new hair and everything else, uh, let us know what you think. I'd be curious or send some pictures in. So enough of that jibber jabber. Let's make some magic. Okay, on this week's hub, we're going to talk about my trip report briefly. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to go into the same old thing because you know, when you do a bunch of these trip reports, things start to sound the same, but. One of the things that I wanted to make sure I did do on this trip is that 
this past trip, and this was a trip over Mardi Gras, is that I wanted to make sure that we did some different things, you know, as a family, you know, and everything, things that we hadn't done before or weren't able to because of the kids or stuff like that. But now that they're a little bit older and even though we have a baby, it's still good. Um, we wanted to do some new things uh, with the family. So um, I just got to do a quick little brief trip report here because I kind of want to go to the, the in the next segment. I want to address um, some things that might be helpful to some of you guys. Uh, some things that some notes that I've been jotting down to make sure that I take note of on my, when I'm planning my next trip. But anyway, let's talk about the trip that just happened over Mardi Gras or President's Week or whatever else. And uh, first thing I want to talk about, man, it was fr- it was fine. The weather. I'm talking about the weather here. The weather was great when we got there on Valentine's Day. It was comfortable. It was nice. And then on Tuesday on Mardi Gras Day, whatever front came and hit the rest of the country came through that particular day, and it was cold and freezing for the rest of the week, dude. It was nuts. And I remember seeing that front blow through. We were in the Magic Kingdom that day. And we literally got stuck. It was, about, I think, maybe like 2, 3 in the afternoon. We got stuck right by the face painting area, which is not far from the bathrooms where the Skyway used to be. Um, in Tomorrowland, in the Magic Kingdom, we were stuck under a little canopy, man, because it, it just started pouring down out of nowhere. And um, we were stuck there for a good while. Then, you know, it wouldn't let up. And... We decided to don the stroller raincoats and we put our ponchos on. We just, you know, made it, had a, a beeline straight to the front of the park, out the door and to the ferry and straight to our car. But man, that rain did not let up all day, the rest of the day on that Tuesday. And after that, it was just cold, cold, cold. It was probably the coldest I've ever been visiting Walt Disney World. You know, it was pretty nuts. And I remember my senior year. Um, band trip in high school, man. It got cold all of a sudden the next day, so much so that it even snowed back home in New Orleans. I remember that trip. And um, <clears throat> yeah, the, most of the band had to buy like warm clothing gear in somewhere in Disney World because we just didn't plan for it, man. This was like a trip maybe in like April or whatever else. It's like, yeah, it's not good. Winter's gone. But no, it wasn't. <laughs> You know, uh, so, yeah, a lot of us end up buying those Bajas, if you remember that from uh, the 90s, I guess. Uh, Bajas were the thing, those little uh, super weaved kind of Mexican deals or whatever else. I don't know exactly where they came from or what the clothing did, but, yeah, we bought that. But anyway, yeah, that's one thing that will forever make this trip memorable was the fact that it was absolutely freezing uh, on so, this trip. Um, side note, uh, if you want to get one of those Bajas, you can buy them at Journeys right now. Oh, really? Yeah, we have them. They're cool. Oh, <laughs> and, and you would know because you you know you all your day job is with Journeys or something like that. What yeah, the exactly. company? Yeah, so, yeah. If you want one, just stop by the shop. We'll hook you up. Oh, there you go. If you want a Baja, throw it back a little bit. A little throwback Thursday. There you go. Throwback Baja, man. Have at it. Uh, but anyway, yeah, that's the one thing I want to mention too. And, and there's a couple other things I want to talk about. Um, as far as uh, dining, um, well, actually, I, I can end with the dining a little bit, um, but yeah, well, I'll go wait, ahead. Wait, 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 real quick here. Yeah. So you tra- you trying to tell us that global warming is a hoax? Am I try Am I trying to tell you that? Sure, why not? No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Clo- uh, global freezing at the moment was definitely a reality for me. <laughs> Gr- glo- global freezing was a reality. Yeah, so global freezing. It, it was reality. unnaturally cold in the Magic Kingdom that day. Incredibly, like. Luckily, our, our family booked, like, we kind of saw it in the weather thing, but, you know, it was, we weren't too sure how cold it would get until it got there. But luckily, we packed, like, two different sets of clothes, like war- cold yeah. weather gear and warm weather gear, which, you know, uh, you know, and luckily, we were ready for it, even with the kids, the little baby, too. You know, she was all bundled up. But 
this makes me almost not want to never travel to Disney World during like the cold months anymore, just because of the amount of clothing or layers that I have to pack just to bring it down there. I mean, yeah, granted, in my villa, I got a washer and dryer. I could do that. But, you know, we learn quickly that it's not the best washer and dryer. So sometimes it takes <laughs> longer than it should in reality. Or maybe our washer and dryers are so fast that, you know, we get spoiled and we don't know the difference anymore. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's a lot of clothing, man. You know, I, I, and we, we, with, with three kids and stuff, you know, you pack a lot of stuff, you know, and to have to pack layers on top of that to make sure you prepare for the crazy weather. May I'll, I'll take shorts in the heat anytime and just packing that than having to deal with hats and scarves and jackets and thick socks or whatever else. And, you know, it's just something yeah, that, man. that was nuts. When we went that, when we went that first week of February, I remember looking at the weather report and seeing no major disturbances of any kind, nothing to really kind of um, alert me to, to having to pack a little bit more uh, yeah. warm. But uh, when we went, there wasn't a single day. I mean, you could have gotten away with wearing shorts during the day a couple of times, yeah. but more often than not, I mean, it was jeans uh, only. So, yeah, I mean, it, it – and I've gone there in, in January and December and in February before and been able to get away with wearing shorts. You could not do that this time out. So I don't know if it's just a, this this particular year or what it is, but I mean, yeah, it has been. I mean, it, it, to this day, right now, I mean, you can't. I don't know what the weather's going to be like from week to week, from day to day. I mean, what am I saying? Week to week, day yeah. to day. The, I mean, yesterday it was freezing cold. Now today. It's actually a little bit decent out, so yeah. go figure. Yeah, it's like last week here in New Orleans area, man. We had, I think, all four seasons in one week. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yes. It was nuts. You know, a heavy coat. I could have worn shorts, maybe a light jacket for fall, or, you know, spring pollen is blowing around, so I was sneezing one day. It was nuts, man. Mm -hmm. uh, but anyway. I, I have literally not been well this entire, you know, first you know, two months of the year. I mean, I literally, I can't get well. Like every time I start feeling well, it changes. <laughs> you know, the, the, the weather changes, the pollen kicks in, whatever happens, happens. I mean, like I've been sick off and on this entire first two yeah. months of the year. Yeah. I, I can't, I can't quite explain it. Yeah. And I know, I know I've said this mentioned on the show before, but that year that we went and, uh, you know, we, I, I sent you the pictures right now, Kevin. There's a day where you see us, and the kids were all in shorts and t-shirts, and the very next day, hats, scarves, hoodies, gloves, the whole deal, man. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, when people ask me about traveling that time, I'm like, you just need to be prepared because it could change on the dime. Yeah. You know? I mean, I'm lucky we, were, we decided to look ahead and just to be safe, bring that stuff, because if yeah. not, we would have been buying stuff, expensive stuff down there. And you know what? When when we yeah. get, went to the parks, man, they, they like the next after the Wednesday after that weather passed through, uh, you could see the racks that they rolled out with all the winter gear and everything else. Oh yeah, know? they were that ready. Sucker was, yeah, and there were so many people with uh, matching Disney gear. It was kind of funny. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. So uh, the next ne kind of next thing I want to touch upon is that we tried some different restaurants that we have never tried before. And I uh, just want to quick give a quick review. There's four specific ones that I want to kind of touch upon and. Uh, that we have never done. And first of all is uh, on the Sunday, our first meal that we had was Cinderella's uh, character princess brunch, 
over at Citrico's in the Grand Floridia, you know, because that's where she's kind of doing her housing herself while they're working on her new house, you know, or, or remodeling her, her restaurant over in the castle. But anyway, man, I lo- uh, first of all, Citrico's, I'll, I've never been in, but mm-hmm. I absolutely love the atmosphere of that restaurant. I dig it. You know, you got yeah. a little bit of open kitchen. You got the little whatever kind of lamps and stuff that they got, little sculpture-type lamps. I, you know, they have a great view of the wa- water, everything else. But I absolutely enjoyed, um, like, just sitting there and, and, and taking in the atmosphere of that restaurant. Um, you know, and the, also the food for the brunch was excellent. You know, I love it. I would do it again in a heartbeat. You know, the princesses were great. They came by, visit, except for uh, Ariel. She, ne- she never came by for some reason, but she wasn't out for long. I don't know why, what, what the deal was with her. Maybe she was sick. Um, or maybe that she had to go back and oversee their, um, to make sure they got her hair right. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Ride. <laughs> Somebody nailed her fins to the floor. That's right. So uh, anyway, so yeah, that was a great experience. And you know, y'all, guys, I'm just going to kind of run through this. And if y'all have anything to add, just jump in. Yeah, I got a couple of questions about this because I did this. This was a highlight of the trip. I remember that. For yeah. me because I really enjoyed it. Um, two questions. Yes. One. Did you get a complimentary uh, alcoholic beverage? Oh, yeah. Two, you know, mimosa? Yes, I did, actually. I did. Yes. I got the uh, Bloody Mary whatever or whatever they called it. They called it a spiced tomato drink or something like that. They, uh, they they didn't call it a Bloody Mary, but they called it by another name. Yeah, it's not a very Disney-ish name, is it? Bloody Mary? Yeah. Yeah, no. I guess not. Or maybe, uh, yeah, probably not. But, yeah, they, they had their own term for it. But <laughs> which was like, yeah, you know, if you like a Bloody Mary, it's like, yeah, I like a little something. That, you, know, you know, I'm from New Orleans. I like a little spice. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a little kick. So I said, yeah, let's do it. So, yeah, we got that. My wife didn't get one, of course, because she's still nursing. But, you know, she could have. Uh, she got, they offered her a li- another different kind of cocktail that was non-alcoholic. So, yeah, we definitely got that. Well, that's pretty cool. Awesome. That's one of the few restaurants that I can think of where as part of, I mean, not, I, well, I'm sorry. Let me let me rephrase it. I misspoke. That's the only restaurant that I can think of where uh, an alcoholic beverage is part of the the, the dining plan that you're on, or, or whatever yeah. the part of the meal that you're partaking in. And I, I didn't know if it was because we were on the deluxe dining plan, or if that's just what they do. So I was right. curious to find out what they did with you with that. The second mm-hmm. thing I wanted to ask to, uh, you about. I mean, as much as I liked it. There's a part in there where they do like a little wishing ceremony. They give you yeah. your, your children a little wand. Did you have any idea what the heck that was about? No, I had no idea. I wasn't really paying attention because I just, I, <clears throat> I didn't know what they were doing. <laughs> I felt like, me either. I felt like I made such a thing like they're doing this thing, and I'm like, I made such a thing to make sure my kid had her wand out. And I'm like, oh wait, wait, where's that thing they give you? Get the wand, get the wand, get the wand, and get the wand, and she gets it and she's holding it up and. Just it seemed like as soon as she held it up, I mean something they they spoke a little bit more and it was over yeah. and it was like that was it. So yeah, that was my other complaint. So okay, I was wondering if anybody yeah. else kind of went through that and was like, "Ooh, that wishing thing that was fun." Um, yeah, yeah, we only got it once, but it was like you know, didn't the castle they give you a little something to wave the wand over and then make see, some kind that of I wish? Don't remember, <clears throat> I, you know, because I mean this is the first time going over there with a child. Uh, you know, prior to this. We would go to Disney, but we went with my nephew and niece, and you know, we we didn't really make it a point of getting up early for breakfast right, right. if we didn't have to. So this is the first breakfast that we've gone to. We never made it to the Cinderella's Royal Table breakfast, so I, I okay, don't know about okay. that. Okay, yeah, but yeah, I did notice that, and I, I was I thought it was kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that was my two questions about it. But yes, it was something that we very much enjoyed as well. 
Okay. Cool. The next thing I want to try that we tried for the first time was a sci-fi dining theater, man. Oh, and really? Yeah, that's a good yeah. thing. I like that. Never been there ever. I've always wanted to ever since that park opened, and I was not disappointed. I love it. I love the atmosphere. I love sitting in the little cars. It's a little dark, but luckily I packed mm-hmm. a flashlight, you know, because I'm always <laughs> ready with a flashlight. And I, I used it, of course, you know. But, oh, man, we sat in the car. You know, the kids got their little driver's licenses. You know, my kid, my oldest wanted to drive and be in the driver's seat, so I let her. I sat in the back seat, you know. It was just great. You know, I had a, had a great time in that. You know, the, the car hops were awesome. The little movies, uh, things on the screen were just great. The whole atmosphere was just incredible. I would definitely go back there in a heartbeat. That's something I would love to go back there, especially with the kids since they're so young. But, man, I, I totally enjoyed it. And I, I forgot what I had to eat. I can't remember exactly what it was. I want to say, oh, wait, no, I had the shepherd's pie. Oh, that's good. And that was very good. I, I, I totally the, enjoyed it. The Reuben there is really good. Yeah, I you know, I found that out after I ate there and it's like, oh dang, I'll have to go back and try it again. But you know what was also good was the milkshakes that they had. Yes. They had oh man, the milkshakes were incredible. And I just man, I would totally I, I'd go there just for the milkshakes, you know. Um but anyway, I thoroughly enjoyed that and I will I will definitely book that again if I get a chance. You know, if I'm not trying to do something where I want to try something new. Now, I have a question about this as well. Okay, so when you say that luckily you came prepared with a flashlight, does that mean you brought your cell phone? Or does that mean you actually packed a No, I actually packed a flashlight because, you know, it's like when you're in a parking lot or if you're somewhere like it's dark in a corner, I, I have a, I have flashlight packed up in my bag, that I, my little man pouch that I, I try to ride <laughs> the parks with. Your yeah. man pouch. You know, one, man of these, pouch. one of these days we're going to have to do a show about pouch, what you uh, pack. Yeah, I I think that's a good one. Yeah, I, I have that on my list. Oh yeah, we should definitely do that. Yeah, <laughs> stuff what does Kevin pack? I've gone to Disney World with Kevin, and then they bring the locker that Kevin has prepared, yeah. and they break out some stuff, and like Kevin's got some, Kevin's got some crazy stuff in there where it's like, man, wait, oh, you got a water filtration system, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> prepped and ready to go when you go to Disney. I mean, he's got some stuff ready to go. So one yeah, of these days we will have sure. to do that. Absolutely, that'll be a show in the future, man. We'll definitely have to do that. Like, what do I pack? <laughs> like, I would stuff. never think to bring a, fl- a flashlight. I've got my cell phone. My cell phone has a flashlight on it. I just—that's amazing that you, you know yeah. you have flashlights packed. That's yeah, let's well, see. I brought the flat, the little mini flashlight because uh, you know, in case my phone, like if I was using it a lot for the my Disney experience, if I ran out of battery, didn't get a chance to charge. I'd have mm-hmm. a flashlight backup, you know, so I, I just like to be prepared kind of a thing. And so, you know, <laughs> when you're watching a show at night and your kid drops something and it's under the bleachers and you can't freaking see because it's so dark, it, flashlight time. You know, you just <laughs> click it on, you look for it. Oh, there's little Mickey. All right, good. We can pick it up. <laughs> there's <Yeah>. little Mickey. <laughs> yeah, whatever, or whatever toy she decides to drop that day. Or oh, oh, yeah. The, oh, a toy. That's right. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so the next thing that we uh, tried was the um, the Fantasmic dinner package, and we did our uh, package at the Mama Melrose, which we had already been. You mm-hmm. know, so that was like a not a new restaurant, but you know, it was it was a uh, you know it's a decent experience. It wasn't too bad. I got this spicy shrimp pasta dish, which is actually very good. So the the Fantasmic dinner package, you know, was it was a you know I thought it was a great experience. You know, I keep listening to different podcasts, and they're like, you know, all oh, the seating's not great. Um, but I was like, well, 
my seating wasn't too bad. You know, I, I pretty much dead center, closer maybe toward the top, which is where I wanted to be. And I can kind of, my kids can kind of see everything over everybody. Um, but people were saying that, you know, the seats are like off to the side. I don't know if they changed it. They did change um, it. Did they change they did it? Change okay. It. Yeah, that's that's the reason why. Oh, well, there I'm you go. I was of the opinion, it's like if, if you like any of those restaurants and you want to see Fantasmic, why not book it? Yeah. It doesn't hurt anything to book. It doesn't cost you anything extra. So, yeah. you know, yeah. I mean, if, I mean, if you don't like Saves that like, Midway what? Mania ride that you don't really need to watch. <laughs> How did you just tie in Toy Story with <laughs> Fantasmic? I think it's in the same park. That's what the deal was. It's because you, know, you get you get a certain amount of fast passes. Why not use it for Fantasmic? No, 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 no. It's not. That's not even the same thing. That's this is the dining thing where you, as long as you book a reservation at one of those four restaurants, you get priority seating to Fantasmic in a special seating section. It has nothing to do with fast passes. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. I've, I've done it. I've done oh, okay, what okay, Kevin okay, has okay. done I'm before. Sorry. I'm saying like. Oh, well, why not skip like and use a fast pass for Fantasmic? Because what yeah, else yeah. are you using that fast pass for over there? Yeah. Okay. I got you. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. I would. I thought it was uh, the ease of using it, especially with my three little ones, was good. We didn't really have to wait in line. They gave us a window of return, and we just walked straight up. I yeah. parked the stroller. You know, we went and got some snacks, and we sat down in a chair in one of the bleach in the marked areas. Do so they still take you? Uh, do they still take you in and out via that little passageway over there by the gas station? No, I I, I went in straight through. The, I went in with the rest of the people in the main area, but there was a side. They had it sectioned off. There's like three different entrances within that one big entrance. So if you were like a standby, you went into the right side. If you were a fast pass, you went to the left. If you were dining package person, then you went straight up the middle. And so, yeah, we took that little pass straight up the middle. They took our ticket like a fast pass person, and we parked our stroller, and we were good to go, you know? Interesting. And, See, like, when we did it, we used to, we got our own little exit and, and entrance. Yeah, no, you, we didn't. Yeah. You didn't have to worry about it so much. Huh. No, the exit was, we did go by that little gas station, but, like, that was, like, open for everybody. You could Everybody could have taken that exit out. Hmm. Um but but anyway, yeah, I thought I thought it was a good deal. I, di- I didn't mind it at all, you know. Mama Melrose is Mama Melrose. Uh, if I had a chance, I'd, I'm, I'm gonna try to do the Brown Derby next time because I like I've never been there. I like to try it. That's uh, great. As far as the seating, the seating's great. I had no complaints with it. So you know, I'd definitely do it again. You know, especially with the kids being so young. Um. So <clears throat> yeah. So that's my thought on that. All right. So the last restaurant I want to talk about is the Garden Grill, and this is not a restaurant that's nothing new to our family, but we just enjoy the experience. Something because, you know, the food's really decent and, you know, you got Mickey, Pluto, Chip and Dale that come by and visit you, you know, and it's just, you know, to see those characters there, it was just great. And the restaurant revolves, not that it's a big deal, but it's kind of cool that it moves. So I, and, and here's something about the food. Okay. The food that the adults get is great, but we, we had the, because I have little ones, we also got the little uh, kids, adult uh, kids platters too. Which they have like macaroni with for some reason goldfish on top of it, macaroni cheese with goldfish poured on top. But they get like chicken nuggets and they got some French fries that were actually really killer, and a couple other things. I forgot what else that they gave them, like some hot dogs. They gave some hot dog things. It was actually pretty good. Uh, but I would totally do that again, you know. Um, but yeah, that's uh, the only caveat with this, and I think I, that's uh, which is why I had it on my list is that. Um, for some reason, out of all the ADRs that we had, and actually I had one more ADR, but out of all the ADRs where I had, this is one, like, once, once I checked in, this is one t- that took forever for me to get in, you know, to my table. So it's like, 
once I, I checked in and they got my reservation, gave me the clicker, it was like 45 minutes or maybe 50 minutes before I even got my table, you know, mm-hmm. it's almost close to an hour. And I was like, man, this is taking forever. But, you know, I remember that from last time I went to date there. I checked in and it took forever for me to be able to get into the table. The other eight hours we had, eh, maybe five, ten minutes once I checked in. Easy peasy, cake. But this one, for some reason, I don't know, maybe just because of the restaurant, limited seating, maybe it rotates, I don't know, the character yeah. deal. But, man, it just for some reason, once from, from check-in to when you get seated, it's the longest one of all any ADR that I've ever had in my life, which, you know, is not a lot because I haven't been doing sit-down restaurants, but maybe within the past five, six years or something like that. But well, the you, Coral it, Reef is <laughs> like that as well, where it, is it? it takes, yeah, you check in and maybe 30, 40 minutes later, you finally get your table. And it, you know, I hate that because when I mean, you go through the, the trouble of booking this stuff early, I mean, yeah. you know, you, you spend yeah. so much money. You spend now you're spending over a hundred dollars plus, you know, yeah, you're missing per day on your ticket. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you, you just robbed me of 30, 40 minutes in the park, which can be valuable. Right. Yeah. And, I mean, I can understand coral reef because, you know, people are hanging out, they're looking at the aquarium, you know, maybe that's taking up some of their time, but I don't get the garden grill. Why that would, I mean, other than it being a, ca- a character meal, but there's other character meals that are you don't have yeah. that problem with. So yeah, I mean, I don't understand it either. But I noticed that you know the, the two or three other times I've been there, it, it took that long for us to get seated. But I don't know. I mean, the lucky thing is that they have good characters there. You know, yeah, I have Mickey, of course, and the food's actually pretty good. I, I enjoy the food there, from like the fish to the turkey and also to that whatever beef thing that they gave us. But it was delicious, you know. Um, but I would do it again. And, and the wait staff's incredible. So, you know, I just got to give shout outs for that. But, and also, too, the last ADR that we did was Ohana. Of course, we did that on a Monday. And that was just a great meal. You know, I could have sat there and ate for a while, but uh, then you would have had to literally roll me out on like a, a, a hand card or something <laughs> because it was just so absolutely delicious, you know? Um, but anyway, so there, there's that. Um, a couple of new things. I rode Seven Doors for the first time. Thought it was a great little ride. It was cute, you know. I uh, didn't really see the interactive queue because it was fast pass both times that we did it. And uh, yeah, you know, my my I took my oldest on there, and she was scared, uh, like in, scared like crazy. <laughs> she screamed, poor little thing. <laughs> um, but you know, was, she rode it twice like a champ. You know, she didn't want mommy to go. We did the child swap thing because we had the baby and the little one that couldn't ride it. It wasn't tall enough. So she rode it with me first, and then, you know, she didn't like it. You know, she was scared out of her mind, but she didn't want mommy to go by herself, so she did it again. She still didn't like it. <laughs> so but I thought it was a cute little roller coaster, man. A lot of little figure eights, which makes sense since they're in a little uh, uh, confined area, but those little figure eights definitely toss you around a bit with the G-forces and everything else. But, yeah, great little ride, great little coaster. You know, it definitely has some punch to it. Maybe not the level of Big Thunder, but definitely a lot more than uh, Mickey's, uh, not Mickey, Goofy's uh, Flight School or whatever, Barnstorm or whatever it's called now. Um, but anyway, yeah, that was, a, that was a fun ride. I had I had no issues with that one. Uh, Danny, you rode this too, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, I liked it. But I mean, my one issue with it was how <laughs> short it was. You know, for, for the oh, amount yeah. of wait time there was, you didn't feel it was it was short? Well, I, it it was short. It was definitely short, but my wait time was never that long because I fast passed it a lot. And right. when I went through, at least my, I don't know, maybe your fast pass line was were longer when you went, but me, uh, maybe five, 10 minutes at the most. And I was already on the ride, you know, once no, I that, got through the thing. That's about right. I'm, I'm just talking about in, in like, you know, like 
my my kid when she went on the she loved it. She loved it from start to finish. And immediately the minute the minute we got off of there, it was like let's ride it again. Yeah. And then you you did your best to go ahead and book it in the park uh, for that day, and you just you know you did what you could. But she always wanted to ride it again, and every single time it's like you know yeah. by that point in time the the fast pass reservations are all gone. So you could only go standby, and standby was always, you know, over an hour easy. So that was, that's kind of why I was asking because it's like every time she asked for it, we wanted to do it again for her because she wanted it so bad. But yeah. the 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 wait time was in excess of an hour. Hmm. So I mean, it just made no sense to do it, especially for a ride that lasted three minutes. So oh that's right, right. I, I see what that. you mean. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. yeah, I if I had to wait in that standby line, it was about hour waits. I probably you know it was definitely a short, but that's like the hot ticket right now, man. So I'm curious to see what'll happen in the future once the hype, I guess, goes down with that particular attraction, or if they open something else. I mean, I don't know. Well, I mean, it's hard to believe that people wait so much, you know, will wait that long for that ride as opposed to a big Thunder Mountain or, I mean, like you said, it is new. So a lot of people need to go check it out to see it for themselves. But I mean, yeah. once you've seen it, 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 it does, your, your time is better spent waiting the 20 minutes for big Thunder Mountain than the hour for the three minute long, you know, uh, some dwarves ride. But yeah, I mean, like, that that's all I was curious about was to see, yeah. you know, what you thought in terms of length, because it's a great ride. It just kind of felt like could, could they have done a little bit more, just a little bit more that would have made it an, an A plus attraction or an E you, ticket as a. And you know that's something we'll have to discuss on a to tease a future show. Um, rides that are worth the wait or are not worth the wait, kind of a thing. That's something we definitely yeah. have in our docket. So look for one of those shows to come up in the very near future, as we kind of gather intel and information on that. So. There you go. Um, let's see. Moving on, uh, a, a ride that my oldest did enjoy was Splash Mountain. I took her on to Splash Mountain for the first first time, and she absolutely loved it, man. So much to the point that now when we got home, I throw the YouTube up on my app on the Apple TV, and then we're watching it through uh, the first person point of view videos and stuff. So she absolutely loved, even in the cold. She absolutely loved Splash Mountain, man. <laughs> and when the the cold and rainy evenings, man, that line you just walked right on the ride. It was great. <laughs> it was absolutely <laughs> incredible. You know, it was it was very easy because I guess nobody wants to get wet. You know, when it's freezing. It's cold, yeah. Yeah, but man, it was it was we I, we we didn't care. We just went right on it, and it was it was incredible. Yeah, that's why I got sick. I don't know. That's where I caught the crud and then that in that crazy crazy water. Who knows? A couple of things I want to mention. I want to give a shout out to Elizabeth from Maryland who worked at the Baby Care Center at Epcot from ten thirty six a.m. Uh, on uh, what is it? I think it was uh, Wednesday of our trip, uh, Wednesday after Mardi Gras. But she was absolutely incredible, man. She gave us some tips and stuff of what to do, and she, you know we were the only ones there. She, you know, we're one of few people that were there. It was early in the morning when we had to do this. But it was absolutely, you know, she was absolutely incredible. Talked to us, you know, she had a lot of helpful things. You know, she gave us a little hint about uh, our little baby got a little, I guess, windburn. She got some extremely rosy cheeks, and she gave us this idea about putting Vaseline on the cheeks 
for that's what people do to kind of protect themselves against the wind. And uh. it kind of, it really helped the baby, you know, it was great. And she's, you know, she, she sold us a little bottle of the stuff and she told us how to apply it and everything, but she was absolutely incredible. Whoever was working that baby care center was just, you know, just great, you know? So I just want to give her a shout out to Elizabeth. Thank you very much. I don't know if you listen to our show, but if you happen to go to baby care, uh, at Epcot center, you know, tell them that we sent you man and tell look for Elizabeth. Cause she was, she was absolutely, uh, a, a plus plus, um, cast member if we ever had one, you know? And the last thing I kind of want to talk about on my trip and y'all could feel free to ask any questions about anything. Um, it's, I just kind of want to com- maybe complain or just give give uh, uh, some advice to our listeners that are going to Disney World is make sure that you read the signs and listen to the directions that are given to you. <laughs> okay? Because I ran into Fill this. Fill in all available space. Yeah, and I mentioned that one before. But, you know, this this one comes up particularly because, all right, so you, you're in line. I mean, the, you go to the uh, the place where you, the counter service place in Saratoga is where we waited, and you know there's one uh, line that you go to place your order, and then they give you a ticket number. Then you have to go get another line to pay for your order. You know, after you do that. <clears throat> well, anyway, there's this one sign. On one side it says form line here to check out. You know, so there's a bunch of us that started forming a line that, and then for some reason these, other, these two other p- g- groups. Um, started forming their own line on the other side of that sign, which did not say that. The other side of the sign say, uh, place your order this way, with an arrow pointing towards the other line. Um, and then, you know, uh, so I was standing there, and the person that was in the wrong line, the first person went, and then the second people were just like, oh, 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 oh you know i'll help who's uh, the lady cast member said how i'll help who's next so of course you know i was next so i raised my hand and she's like were you in line i thought i was next no it's like the line was goes this way she's like oh well the line for a second was going the other way and i really wanted to retort back to like no <laughs> it was never going that way you did not read the signs you followed the dorks that were in front of you that happened to make their own line because there's nobody else around to form a line with and so you, because you feel slighted, now you have to go to the back of the line that we've already established because it's the correct line, all because <laughs> you didn't read the signs, you know? That's what I, I was wanting to say in my head. It's like, well, I mean, I'm sorry, the line goes this way. And that's all I left it at, you know? And then she walked off just kind of complaining. I was like, oh, the line was gone. Nah, 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 nah. I was like, I'm sorry if you, you know, didn't read, didn't read the signs. Maybe you're tired. You didn't want to do that. But, you know, it's just like, it's just the same thing as like filling all available space and people just don't move or they complain because you're, they think you're cunning in front of them. It's like, no, <laughs> you know, I'm really not. I'm following directions because they want to try to cram as many people into this attraction. We're all going to get in. Same thing with you. Where, what does the sign say? The line goes that way. So follow the sign. They, they, you know, you don't have to be led by hand. To tell you what, so like Magic Our Way listeners, when you go down there, be proactive, be smart, read the signs and follow the signs, and you'll never be wrong. <laughs> okay, don't be sheep. And I think I might have posted that on a Twitter one day while I was there. Don't just follow somebody because you think they're right when in actuality they're probably wrong. <laughs> you know. So that's my little rant on people not following signs or listening to directions. So hopefully that helps somebody out there. So no one told those people, hey, listen, uh, guys, y'all are not in the right line. None of the cast members said, hey, guys, it's not a real line. Yeah, that's another thing, too, that I, uh, that I was surprised that the cast members kind of allowed that to, to happen. I was surprised nobody said, hey, the line actually forms this way because I was waiting for somebody to say, hey, this is how it works. 
but mm-hmm. nobody said that, you know, uh, they mm-hmm. were busy and it, you know, if I had to guess, maybe they were shorthanded. I don't know, but I thought maybe they would have taken a little more command, uh, organizing traffic flow that way, but you know, nobody did. But at the same time, the signs are pretty darn plain, <laughs> you know, uh, you either read them or ignore them or don't, or just, you know, not acknowledge their presence. But I mean, you know, I've, there's like five other families that follow the signs and you're following another family that didn't read anything, you know, I'm going to say we're right, <laughs> you know, I, and I, but you know, I didn't argue with it. Cause like Disney, you know, magic It's like, whatever. I just leave, leave it be. You just go wallow in your own self ignorance <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> you know, it's redundant, but you know, just, but you know, we're, they're fine. They're, they still had to wait for their food anyway. So, they made it through the line just fine, and we're all just sitting there waiting for our little buzzers to go off and pick up our food. The other question I had for you is, did you check out the uh, – because one of the things I didn't get a chance to do, I was hoping to do on our vacation, was to go to uh, downtown Disney and see what will become uh, Disney Springs. Uh, no, did y'all go I, do that? No, but we drove by uh, several times only because it's like you know Saratoga's on the other side. Uh, the Bay Water, but that's the first time when I drove by was the first time I actually saw those garages, those parking garages that they built. And man, that whole little strip area when you're driving by Disney, uh, downtown Disney just looks completely different now with that, you know? Hmm. Parking garage, it's been really developed. It's more, it seems more open. I remember a lot more trees or something, but it just seems more city-like, I guess, if anything, you know? It seems more like a downtown than ever before, especially with the garages and stuff and the amount of people walking around and just, you know, the amount of traffic that it gets now. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to when that's going to be done, man, because it, that area is kind of a pain to get to anyway. Yeah. Um, and from what I'm hearing, it's really a pain right now. So the garages are done now, so that's going to help a lot. Uh, but, yeah, it's going to be really nice, man. Yeah, hopefully in November you get something open and uh, Lee, you'll be able to give us a little first-hand account of how that whole thing is happening. All right, so uh, that's my trip that I took in a brief moment. I just hit the highlights, of course. We're going to go on to uh, our third segment, the Magic Arway segment. I'm gonna, uh, I made some notes as far as things for me to do, and we can kind of discuss my notes, and, and maybe some of these notes might help you guys when you're planning a trip. So here we go. So uh, a little disclaimer, I when I, I started making this note, a list of things to do on the trip before my last one, and I forgot I had done it, and then when I pulled it up in the middle of the trip, I was like, oh, that would have been so helpful now, or I wish I would have listened to myself then. But no, I decided to add some more notes to it. So I'm just going to kind of quickly run down. We can we can kind of discuss it and see what I'm talking about. But these are things that apply to me and my family that I've discovered when traveling. And <clears throat> you don't necessarily have to do the same things that I do, but maybe it's it might spur some things for you to consider when planning your own particular trip with your family or by yourself or whatever. Um, the first note that I have... And, and you guys, I'm just going to run through this. And if you have questions about it or comments, just jump in because I'm just going to go through it pretty uh, briskly. Anyway, the first thing that I wish I would have done, and I promised myself I'd do it last trip, is to allow a day of rest or for shopping or both. Um, this is something that I didn't do this trip. We kind of kept going seven days in a row, boom, 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 boom. It's hard to do, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's hard to do, but I've done it before, and it was, it was very easy. And I and and I wish I would have done it now because we definitely could have used a day of rest to kind of relax to maybe do some shopping, something that wasn't 
um, have it, that has anything to do with the parks or some kind of way to decompress, come wind a little bit, you know? Um, I usually do that on most of my trips, but for some reason, I don't know why, but this trip, I just, I just, I, I planned it out to where every day we were doing something in the parks. And so this is something I wanted to promise myself next trip to not do, you know, cause I just, uh, I think that especially with the little ones having that one little day off is fine. And you know, we could do that if you're kind of family that travels maybe once every 10 years, maybe that might not be applicable to you. But if you're a family like us that goes there every so often, that may be something to consider. You know, maybe even in it, my my kid just got into Harry Potter recently, so my we we could also take a day off and head over to Universal, just so she can be in that world and kind of see everything because she really really would have dug it. But um, you know, just just a day off to do something not park related. You know, whether it could be a water park. I've never been to a water park. I could do that too. But that's just something that I put down in my notes that you know maybe something that you want to. Uh, uh, think about um to the water it. parks are well worth it oh yeah yeah i keep on hearing you telling me stories about water parks it's like i've got to get over there sometime in the near future maybe but not when y'all experience. went but <laughs> <laughs> no I, not when i went even though they were open and i in my hotel i saw people swimming you know nice heated pool but it's like man you guys must be up from north because you must be used to this but no way in heck was i getting in that water <laughs> um, okay, next thing I'll say is uh, I wrote is always bring your portable DVD player with cables to attach it to the TV. And, you know, in my particular room, you know, we, we're DVC members and we get the villas. Um, <clears throat> there's, in this case, we did a two bedroom. Um, in the living room is the only TV that has like a DVD attached, you know. So if you wanted to watch a movie or something, or if you're kind of like my family, we kind of like watch movies or DVDs when we're going to bed. You know, we watch a little bit, turn it off, go to sleep. Uh, some people will YouTube, but that's what we do. And the two TVs that are in either of the bedrooms do not have VCRs or, or VCRs. Why am I saying VCRs? DVD players, uh, Blu-ray players old. attached. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, if you know what a VCR is and good for you, <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, they do not have uh blue, they definitely don't have Blu-ray players, but they do not have DVD players in this bedroom. So if you wanted to watch something, either watch some on TV or, you know, you're going to have to maybe stream it on Netflix or something else. But if you, there's if, like, we always bring a pack of DVDs and stuff to watch in the car on the drive down. So, you know, my kid was really into Harry Potter. So the only way we could watch Harry, a little bit of Harry Potter before going to bed was sitting in the living room, you know, instead of in the car, our, our bed. So, that's something I remember. I actually wrote that down the second to last trip that we took, uh, but I forgot it, ignored it, and I just I just didn't do it. So, but you know, I can't remember what the other hotel rooms are like. I don't think if all the hotel rooms have DVD players attached to TV, or do they? I could be wrong. Um, but if you if your kind of family has something specific they want to watch, something's you know you might want to consider so you can hook it up. And the TVs are easy to hook up; they don't block it off like some hotels do. But a lot of the Disney resorts, you have access to those RCA plugs and stuff, so you can just plug right on in, put it on, the, pick your inputs, and you're good to go. So that's something for it. I wrote this note: um, <clears throat> plan Flash Pass pluses for later in the day, and that kind of goes against what we were kind of talking about before what I originally thought I wanted to do, but knowing my family and how we like to tour, man, we, we will never make it to rope drop. There's no way in heck. That's just not how we are. Um, so what we could do is definitely, um, you know, I think the earliest we could get somewhere is like 10 o'clock, at least right now. 
Um, so we plan our fast passes during the day. I mean, we're usually fine. We we and with that being said, it's like three fast passes for our, my particular little family dynamic was uh, plenty. We we never ha- had to go to the kiosk to apply for some more because it just you know just navigating around just it just wasn't in the the cards, man. At least for me, that that's for me. I didn't really need it. Three was plenty. We barely even made some of our three. You know, there's, there's some days where we only used two of the fast passes and then we were done. You know, that was it. You know, there's just and maybe because of the weather too might have affected our, our our touring and stuff. We just you know it was just cold and we just wanted to get back into warmth and stuff like that. You know, so that was <clears throat> that's my whole fast pass thing at least for right now. Um, another note that I made is I do not need the park hopper while the kids are still little, <laughs> you know, um, getting them just, mo- just moving that little, those three little kitties around and the whole family is just a lot harder to do when you, when you, you have those three kids. So, uh, it, when I realized I bought park hoppers this past trip and I realized, you know, we didn't park, we maybe park hopped once. And so as the family, as it is right now, we, I mean, we we're not built for park hopping, so there's really no need to do it. So I got to remind myself to assess the situation when we go to travel and say, can we do park hopping? No, maybe not. Maybe when they're a little bit older and whatever else, and we're not tied down with, and the baby's not so much of a baby, <laughs> you know, we can, uh, and she's older and we can uh, do more things. Uh, maybe we can park hop it for now. Definitely not in our cards. Okay. Um, here's something for me that I discovered, uh, and I actually did the, a little experiment to go with it, but I wrote down, forget about the dining plan, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? I, I, I wrote, I'd call myself an idiot when I wrote this note, but I'm saying forget about the dining plan. And the reason why I, I, I really wanted to try to uh, give the dining plan a shot on my own, but it's, it, um, I, I never got around to it, so I decided to do an experiment. I, I saw the cost of what it would be for me to get the dining plan for the week. And it, as of right now, my little fa- again, my little family dynamic, I've got a little baby, i got a little three-year-old and a six-year-old. You know, we would have ended up paying more money for the dining plan than what we actually ate and stuff. So for us right now, financially, it didn't balance out. We did fine paying it out of cash. I didn't have my discount because I wasn't a pass holder anymore but even still we didn't spend as much as we would have had we done the dining plan um so for us right now in our particular makeup the dining plan does, does, doesn't make sense for us because just, okay, we just well, don't eat that, that makes, much yeah. that makes sense but you're a little harsh on yourself when you call yourself an idiot I, I i was waiting to hear how you bought the dining plan and it didn't it didn't work out for y'all but uh yeah no, I, I did that cause only because, you know, I was really trying to push. And this kind of goes with my next tip that I gave to myself. Um, I, I really did try to push to try to get all all each one of our days booked up with an ADR to get something. And it just wasn't, you know, just, it just wasn't in, in the works, at least for my family right now. But my next tip goes with this. Um, for now, you only need to schedule three, maybe four ADRs at the most. And that's probably plenty for the kids, you know. Um at least my kids, you know, they can only sit at the table for so long before they can start to get itchy, you know, and they, they want to get out and move see stuff and whatever else. But, you know, usually they're pretty good. They can sit for a while. But, you know, when things start to get long, then, you know, things start to happen. And so it's like, you know, for me to be, to be able to do the dining plan, I probably need to do something. Either, now, granted, I could probably do the counter service thing, but even still there, you know, we don't we don't we just don't eat that much right now. You know, my wife definitely doesn't eat that much. I could eat that much. <laughs> but, you know, the kids definitely don't eat a lot. So, you know, we snack in here. We, you know, we, we, we bought uh, 
Oh, here's something. Uh, so I remind, I'll, I'll talk about this in a second. But, you know, we got some groceries and we did the, uh, you know, we, we packed some peanut butter and jelly sandwiches just because that's what we know the kids will eat. And, you know, we tried doing that, that prepackaged Smucker's crustless peanut butter jelly thing that they have that they sell in the parks. And the, the kids just didn't like it. And I tasted it and it, was, it wasn't that great. It was kind of gross, actually. <laughs> There's a little picture of like an empanada or a meat pie and you got yeah. peanut butter and jelly shoved in it. Not good. You know, so we said, uh, we know the kids will eat this. Let's just make our own and bring it into parks, you know, because we know people do that. And this is the first time we actually packed our lunches in the park. And it worked out great. They ate their sandwiches. We ate it on a run. And, we, you know, we'd go off to the next thing, whatever we had to do, whether we had a fast pass or not. So that's uh, for right now, dine, dining plan, not in our future. We don't need a lot of ADRs for us, you know, just because we just, you know, we just don't need that. Hopefully in the future that'll change. Because I, I really enjoy eating, but you know, maybe you know, it's you know, it's that's not in the cards. We don't need to do everything every day. Um, let's see. Uh, I wrote a note. The fantastic, fantastic dining package is good if you have little ones. I liked it. You know, I kind of explained that in my trip report. I thought it was really good. My next thing is uh, actually my last tip, and then I have a bunch of dining things that I wrote for myself that I'll go through quickly. The last thing I wrote is the Disney crud is real. Bring all your medicine. <laughs> <laughs> which I didn't do this time. And I wish I would have had a lot of, I only had NyQuil and that kind of took care of some of it, but it wasn't enough to really knock it out of my system. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's, I, I, you know, you just gotta be ready for whatever, even with the, the change in weather, man, it could blow anything in. And so I just wanted to make sure that myself, I was ready for whatever will ail me, you know? Um, so anyway, one of the things I forgot to mention in my trip report is that for the first time ever, I used a company called Garden Grocer to do my grocery shopping. Cool. And if you're familiar with Garden Grocer, it's a website, okay, you go to, and it's basically you, you, you shop online. You pick the things that you want, you check out, and there's a small little service charge, which is not, the service slash delivery charge, which is nothing exorbitant. And when you check in, just like with my owner's locker, if you're familiar with owner's locker, they drop it off at Bell Services. They also drop all your groceries off at Bell Services and you call up for all your stuff. And there it is right there. I didn't have to go off property to do any extra shopping. Didn't have to do anything weird. I had all the groceries and whatever else I needed. Because usually when we do groceries, we get breakfast. So we did all that. And man, it was a great service. I had no complaints. I got everything right. Uh, if you're thinking, but what about the uh, refrigerated stuff? Well, Bell Services, and this is something I also heard in another podcast, and they weren't too sure, and they didn't really have anything to say upon it. But I know for experience, Bell Services has refrigerated uh, compartment or refrigerators in the back for things. So, like, say if you need have medicines that need to be refrigerated, or food, or milk, or whatever else. Bell Service is able to do that. You know, I learned this from the contemporary when I stayed there. Um, they said, hey, go back there, go find your thing, and you can get the whatever medicine or milk out. And I walked back there, and they had a little row of refrigerators, big, huge commercial refrigerators. And I asked the guy, and he's like, yeah, we have them in every resort hotel. It has a refrigerated uh, service section in Bell Services. So, yeah, my milk was fine. My eggs, well, not eggs. My milk was fine. My fruit, my my gogurt was fine. So everything was great. So they were able to do that for it and store it. So no need to worry about your refrigerated things. I can tell you that from firsthand experience and from the cast member itself. But Garden Grocer, I have no complaints. They got everything right. They got exactly what I ordered. Um, it was delivered on time. You know, so I had no issues. The only thing I tip I would say, if you decide to use Garden Grocer, make sure you book it in advance. You can pick whatever window that you want works most ideally for you. Now, um, 
is that a big deal? Not necessarily, but maybe if you want it to deliver at a specific time, you probably need to book earlier. But for me, I discovered this, I decided to do this kind of late and it was like maybe three, four days out and only had one window left. But the good thing is that they drop everything off at Bell Services. You don't have to be in your room to receive your groceries. So they'll drop it at Bell Services and when you get back, maybe you get in a little late, you go out, ride some rides, come back later, like around midnight, you call up for your groceries, they'll deliver it for you. You know, you're good to go and you didn't have to even go off property to do anything. You know, were the prices super expensive? No. I thought for down there, the prices in Florida, which you tend to be a little bit more expensive than over here in Louisiana, um, they, they were comparable to what I would get in a store like the Super Walmart that's down there off of 192 or the Super Target that's on 192, you know. The prices are similar and definitely comparable. So Garden Grocer, I totally love it. Nothing to complain about there. I'm going to go ahead and quickly go through these dining notes that, uh, uh, that I made for myself. Um, I wrote, you love Ohana. That is true. I love Ohana. Um, you love the garden grill, but hate the wait to get a table, which is irregardless of time. <laughs> you know, and I kind of explained that in my trip report. Um, the sci-fi dining is kind of cute. Uh, you love Kona Cafe. You love the Citrico's brunch. I don't know if without Cinderella if the brunch would be the same, but I, I can't imagine the atmosphere and experience of eating Citrico's would be any different with or without Cinderella. You know, I... I uh, Danny, have you been there when before the whole Cinderella thing? Have you eaten, eaten at Citrico's like for dinner or lunch or something? Yes, we ate there for dinner uh, one time, and it was it was great. No, it wa- actually wasn't. Narcuzzi's oh. was better. Uh, Citrico's, it was beautiful. The atmosphere was great. We just had a bad server, and just the meal wasn't up to uh, our standards. To be quite honest with you, um, now again, it could just been a bad day. We just ordered the wrong yeah. thing. You know, you never know with those type of things. Right. Uh, right. I, I I never ruled it out as something to try again in the future. But I kind of you know, we kind of crossed it off the list of uh, as okay, been there, done that, rather than Narcuzzi's. Yeah. Um, right. But, uh, you know, like when we saw the, the, you know, availability of Cinderella's Royal Table at Citrico's, it wasn't like we were going to hold that experience against it. We went right over and, and, and enjoyed ourselves. So, I mean, it is a great, like, uh, locale, like you said, with the kitchen, with the open, yeah. the open kitchen, kitchen atmosphere is great. Um, just for whatever reason, the dinner that night was not very good. And I think it was like the first night we got there. So it really wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like, we had been there for a couple of days and gotten used to the fabulous right. service and, 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 you know, we, we were kind of, you know, it was kind of growing old on us. No, it, right. it, I think I want to say it was like one of our first meals. Um, right. so how did you bring it up? But yeah, that's, uh, that was our first experience with Citrico's. It wasn't, wasn't necessarily a very positive one. Oh, actually, I'll have to give it a shot at lunch and dinner and see how it holds up based on that just out of curiosity but yeah the atmosphere is great it's a very good place um my next note i have is mama Melrose is just okay you know it's not anything there you know it's not anything great and yeah, there's definitely better italian on property i mean have y'all eaten there have y'all been to mama Melrose? oh like three or four times yeah yeah it, it's good but it kind of like you described it it's not going to be anything to knock your socks off i mean think olive garden think um you know uh carabas and, and that kind of and that kind of thing uh but yeah, it, you know, I always look at it like I enjoy going there just for what I remember. You know, I've heard the stories of what it was supposed to be with the Muppets. Like, I'm a big Muppets fan and being in that area, I love being in that little back studios area right there by Muppets, knowing that it was supposed to be, oh, what was it supposed to be? It was like a Gonzo's Pizza yeah. Parlor. Yeah. It was supposed to be yeah, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. Yeah, so I enjoy it for the, the history of that. But I mean, for the most part, yeah, you're right. It's not anything extraordinary. 
Brown Derby is so great, uh, to uh, especially the Cobb salad over there. It's just wonderful. But um, yeah, yeah, it's it's everything you described it to be. I would say. All right, the next thing I have is that I, you love the Hoop to Do review. I, I definitely enjoy that show. I didn't do it this past time, but I remember from past experiences, I just it just never fails to be fun, you know. And last two things are new for this trip and will forever remain on my uh, as part of my dining thing, along with the lamb shank, which I had. And unfortunately, I did not have a turkey leg. I don't know. I I don't know how I avoided it. I've been looking for it. But I just didn't have a turkey leg on this trip, and so I'll just have to push that off the next trip to give it a shot again. But anyway, my second to last thing is that the Cronut is a must for every trip. It is at the refreshment port at the entrance to World Showcase on the way to Canada. And a Cronut, basically, if you're not familiar with it, is a croissant shaped like a donut, which is fried up and is covered in cinnamon and sugar. <laughs> and it is absolutely incredible. It's everything that it sounds like. And I bought my, my wife had one for the first time. And she says, yeah, this is going to be a must for every trip. And I have no complaint with that. Uh, you know, we had two, <laughs> you know, I bought two and then we, the kids loved it so much. We all took turns eating off of one. I went back and bought some more that one, one Epcot morning, you know, we got that and some hot chocolate cause it was cold. And, but the Cronut was just absolutely incredible. So if anybody's going on a trip, man, you got to definitely try a Cronut if you haven't before. Where um, is it again? Say it's, it's called a place called the Refreshment Port. So, like, if you're entering uh, from the main, when you're going into World Showcase from Future World, if you hang a right going towards Canada, mm-hmm. um, you'll see it right there. It's, it's just past the bathrooms okay. uh, that you initially see. I mean, the bathrooms are right there, and the next stop is a Refreshment Port, and that's where you can get the Cronut as well as it doesn't. It doesn't have any alcohol. It's the only one of the few things in World Showcase that doesn't sell alcohol, but <laughs> it has coffee, it has hot chocolate, and it has the Cronut, and it's absolutely incredible. I love it. It's- is it an Epcot only item, or do you know if they sell it elsewhere? I don't know if they sell sell it anywhere. I hadn't seen it uh, when I read the art. When I discovered about the Cronut, the only thing that they mentioned was the refreshment port, and that was it. Hmm. Apparently, in other cities, it's a trend. Uh, it's it's a it's a trend that people have been doing. But you know, as far as in Disney World, this is the only place that you can find the Cronut is at the refreshment port, which is cool. You know, that's that's kind of neat. I like that. And the last thing that I have is that this is the first time I've tried it too, but I actually heard this on Lou's show because he always talks about it. But I wrote, you love the pot roast mac and cheese from the Friar's Nook in Fantasyland. And the Friar's Nook is a little counter service place that's now right across the way, I guess, from like Seven Dwarves, kind of, but right by uh, Winnie the Pooh and the fantasy princess fairy tale hall kind of a thing. But yeah, they serve mac and cheese in different ways. You have pot roast mac and cheese. You have regular mac and cheese. But basically, it's just what it is. It's it's Disney's mac and cheese, which is you know creamy, cheesy, all this goodness. You know, it's it's not too bad. But then they take a pot roast that they had and they just ladle it on top of the macaroni. So basically, it's just their pot roast on top of their mac and cheese. But it's just freaking good. (laughs) You know, they flushed it. They plussed it big time, and I would order this again. The pot roast was tender and juicy and very flavorful. Um, and the mac and cheese is the Disney mac and cheese, which my kids love because they like it because it's creamy and cheesy. Uh, I guess the only way they can make it better is they took the lamb shank and stuck it on top of the mac and cheese. Then I think I would just absolutely explode and be giddy with happiness. You know, I just you know. <laughs> so, so you did have the lamb shank then? I did have the lamb shank. I you know that was uh. 
we were looking for a place to kind of eat a little bit, you know, after riding the Seven Dwarves and settle settle our stomachs. So got the lamb shank, got some LeFou's brew. We sat inside because it was warm. We took some pictures on Gaston's chair. It was great, you know. So I definitely got the lamb shank. It was everything I remembered it was to be, and I was very happy, and I passed it off to my kids as chicken, and they ate the dickens out of it, you know, and we told them when we got home that it wasn't actually chicken. It was lamb. <laughs> and, but they're like, uh, okay. <laughs> it's like, aha, you couldn't tell the difference. Uh, so I guess I'll pull off the same trick with the turkey leg or whatever else. We'll see what happens that. But anyway, yeah, those are some of my tips and stuff that I gave to myself. Maybe it might help you guys or anybody out there listening um, with planning your own trip. Some things to consider, not necessarily the exact same things you have to do for your own family, but maybe some things may be applicable to you or maybe some of these suggestions you might want to give a shot. Like, if anything, the cronut, definitely try it, man. It's... It's just it's just delicious. You know, it's absolutely scrumptious. It's all the any adjectives that I could use to describe food. That's what it is, man. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. Hey, I would just add to that. Um, yeah, sure. You, since you mentioned Garden Grocer, another yes. good option is not with cold stuff, but if you just want to send yourself some bottled water, snacks, stuff like that, a lot of people say uh, they'll use Amazon Prime. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and just ship it to the resort. So yes. That, that's a yeah. good option like that as well. Not for cold stuff, but... Uh, just for, you know, things that you can, a case of water, things like that. Yeah, yeah. I've heard I've heard people mention that, and that maybe that might probably something I have to try. I've never shipped anything to resorts, but I've always heard people say that, you know, sometimes they'll pack their clothes and they'll ship it to the resort versus flying it with them. And that's something I wouldn't mind trying one day just to see how that actually all works, you know, and how yeah. I'm well, sure it works people fine. People do that uh, on the airlines where they're going to get charged for their bags, so it's cheaper to just ship it. Yeah, that's what I hear, so... Well, I was going to ask uh, real quick. Uh, so we had that whole discussion about Fast Pass Plus in the standby lines. Did you notice anything while you were over there? Did, did anything? I mean, it was just a busy time or or what was the deal? I mean, from what I heard from other people who were there, like my you know, one of my coworkers was there when you were there. Yeah, and it was just like, man, it was crazy. It was cold and it was, you know, busy and stuff. You know, by the time it got by the time the the crowd started to go away, the the, the cold had come, and it would it had made it such a um, it, it made it so hard to be outside for an extended period of time. Um, yeah. So I, I was going to see what you thought if uh, after the whole discussion we had with Sean and and all that. I mean, any, any thoughts whatsoever on uh, Fast Pass Plus? Well, just to kind of address the crowd thing. Um, yeah, the, the weekend that we got there, the crowds were really, really thick. So like the Saturday, the Sunday and the Monday too. uh, come Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, it wasn't so bad at all. It was actually very easy. And I might've posted some pics on Twitter, uh, that show kind of how empty it was, um, at, at certain points or certain places and stuff like that. Um, but like when, and when the, when the weekend started to come, like the Friday that we were there, was our last day and the princess uh, marathon stuff was starting to happen. Then it got to get busy again, but you know, uh, the, the crowds were, they were do- doable. Now, as far as fast pass plus goes, um, during the crowded uh, days, it was kind of hard to tell just cause everything was crowded. You know, uh, monsters Inc. Laugh floor was packed. You know, we, we had a, a little bit of wait for that. Uh, alien, alien encounter stitches, great escape was packed. You know, they had all that kind of stuff. Um, but on the days that it wasn't busy, you know, yeah, I, I noticed yeah, the, the standby lines for a lot of different things were, 
I'm more busy than what I remember, you know, than, than, than PhilharMagic was like on a Wednesday when it, the crowds weren't that crazy. That sucker was, the line was pretty thick, you know, it was, it was, it was definitely pretty stout. Um, Haunted Mansion was always, it's always a Haunted Mansion. That's, that's always been busy, uh, even more so with all the, you know, with the, the standby lines and everything else. Um, but yeah, I, I, <clears throat> on the days that it weren't so busy, I, I could definitely kind of tell. Let's see, I'm trying to think where I was. Oh, I was I was in the Magic Kingdom for two of those days, at Epcot for one, um, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, you know. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong about the Haunted Mansion, but it seemed to me like I remember a time where you were given the option: you could either go, you know, the extended queue route and, and see all there was to see there. Yeah. Or you could go straight into the mansion and, and, and you know, and, and, you know, which get there quicker. Um, there didn't seem to be an option last time we were there. You, you went right into the extended queue and that was, that was the only way to get into the haunted mansion. Did y'all experience that as well? Or, or did you have the option of going the, um, what they used to call the, uh, what was it? The, uh, the, the slow way, the, the fun way or the fast way? Is right. What I remember. Right. Well, um, when I went, we had fast passes for it. Okay, so we um, actually did not take. We took. We went straight into the mansion for the with the fast passes. Uh, the people that were in standby were going through the other way. You know, the the extended queue stuff with the with mm-hmm. the interactive queue things. So we didn't. We 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 weren't given an option of whether we wanted to go. If we had fast passes, you went straight in. If you had standby, you went through the extended queue area, you know that, and that's how the lines were set up when we went that particular time. So, yeah, we didn't get a chance to see all this stuff, and because I remember last time, you know, we got the option, or I can't remember if it was switched that the fast pass went through extended queue. Because I, I remember my kid made a mention of, you know, she wanted to, she remembers playing with all the different little things in that little interactive area, but yeah, this time we just went straight on through. We we didn't even get a choice hmm. of whether to do it. You know, and we we did have fast passes for it, so I guess yeah, that kind of makes sense. And it seems like the other attractions, if you have fast pass, you tend to bypass all that interactive stuff, like Seven Dwarves is like that, Soren's like that. Um, <clears throat> I can't remember who else bypasses, but I just remember those particular things. Oh, Splash, uh, Space Mountain. Um, you know, you have fast pass, you tend to bypass all those little video games that they have. It just uh, seems crazy that you need a fast pass for the Haunted Mansion. That's that's wild. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of wild. But I mean, you know, that's a. I I don't know. Yeah, I, I it's always been a very popular attraction, but you know, it's just now you got to book it, and it's just like, uh, I never I remember the lines being terribly unbearable. You know, I mean, they, there was definitely a wait, but I never remember it ever being completely unbearable where you couldn't just get in the standby, and be fine. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But right. Anyway, that's my particular thing. Yeah, so that's pretty much my trip in a nutshell from the stuff that I actually did and the stuff that I hope to do. Uh, if you have any questions about it, man, make sure you get in touch with us. You know, we have plenty of ways, and we're about to talk about it in a second. Yes, well, you know what that music means, man. It's getting late, and it's time to go to bed because Monday morning is coming very quickly. Yes, we're recording this on a Sunday night, so you know we're, we want to definitely get back on track this week, and hopefully you enjoy these shows. Um, but anyway, first things first, man. I want to if you for anything Magic Our Way, definitely go to the website magicourway.com, or you can go magicourway.net. Whatever floats your boat, they both lead to the same spot. 
that's how I have it set it up. But anyway, yeah, man, if you want to know any where we are on social media, you can go there and find out. Or even, And we have direct links to our things, so you can go like our pages. If you want to get in touch with us, we have email links. We have SpeakPipe uh, widgets. We have our phone number posted. So uh, there's uh, many different ways you can get in touch with us there. Um, if you want to know where to download us, man, how to do- you could definitely find it there too. Uh, Stitcher, iTunes, you know, and soon to be SoundCloud. So that's, uh, for anything, Magic Our Way. Just go to there, magicourway.com, and, and we have everything there for you, man. Our enhanced show notes and stuff with the links of the articles that we talked about so you can see what we're talking about and form your own opinion, social media stuff, everything else. So um, magicourway.com, man, that's the place to be. And, of course, we want to thank Lee for coming on the show. Lee, you want to kind of pimp your wares a little bit, man, tell everybody how they can book a vacation with you? All right. Um Best place to start is Lee at MMVAgent.com. You can also log on to the Facebook page, uh, www.facebook.com, Travel, L-A-S-T-O-V-I-C-A Travel. I would also encourage everyone to go on that Facebook page right now. We um, Just to tease a future episode, um, I have a uh, March Madness bracket set up right now. Uh, so you can go in and uh, run the bracket and see what ends up being your favorite uh, Walt Disney World attraction. It's all the attractions from Magic Kingdom, Animal Kingdom, Epcot, and Studios. And if you'll share that, your results, I'm also giving a little giveaway with a little Olaf plush. just something a little fun to do. So uh, check out the Facebook page. Go play the game. Uh, share it on your page. And uh, we might win a prize. And then we'll, we'll, uh, we'll recap uh, some of that information in a future episode with you guys and we'll talk about a little March Madness. Awesome. awesome. Yeah, so it's all set up, ready to go. Just go and, and, and try it out. Um, and if you need to reach me directly, it's 832-570-5490. And lastly, does it cost anything for them? For the listener, for the, few, uh, the, the potential client? No, as we like to say, it's a fee-free agency. Disney pays us so you don't have to. Yep, and they're earmarked, yes. And it's, yeah, man, you are on it, Kevin. Uh, earmarked mm-hmm. agency, uh, so you know you're dealing with only the best. Um, there's only a certain amount of agencies that are earmarked, so uh, that is definitely a sign that you can trust us, that we'll do a great job for you to plan your trip. And we got we know all the ins and outs, and uh, we'll make sure to get everything done that you want to get done and get you a nice family vacation. Yeah, guys, if you need proof of this, man, I, again, I reference show 66B where we talk, give some advice to a listener on their upcoming trip. And you want to see the detail and the stuff that this guy knows, that's the show to check out, man. So give that a whirl. When you're convinced that you want to book through him, you, you check out our show notes or listen to the show again and quickly jot it down. But we, why jot it down? We have it in our show notes. So you could, you could just click on buttons and stuff, and we make it easy for you, man, to find Lee. Book a tra- book a vacation, not just at Disney, but anywhere, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, Disney, anything Disney, Universal, Vegas, <laughs> uh, Vegas. Uh, you want to go down to Mexico? A little all inclusive, maybe some adults only uh, type of resorts, sand oh. beaches. Yeah, you name it. We'll uh, we'll definitely make it happen. Yep, yep, and he will work with you all the way through your trip too. Yeah, for anything that happens. Uh, so give give that a whirl. And lastly, I want to mention for those that you know, where however you download the show, man, 
we would definitely appreciate a review and a rating. You know, that keeps us relevant in the search engines on those particular download things like iTunes or Stitcher. And that make, keeps people finding our show and uh, it just keeps us relevant as part of the whole Disneyverse thing. Um, but yeah, just it doesn't take a long time. Just click whatever, how many stars we earn, and then write out a quick little opinion. What do you think of our show, man? It could be good, bad, could be whatever. It doesn't really matter. Um, you know, just just be honest, just be real, because that's what we try to do here on this show. You know, we try to uh, explore every angle of every uh, topic that we're talking about, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and the somewhat pleasant and fluffy. Uh, so uh, definitely, uh, you know, uh, do that for us, man. We definitely appreciate it. And we do appreciate you guys downloading our show, subscribing, and listening to us. We know there's a plethora. We know you have a choice when it comes to Disney Podcast, and we're glad you made us your one of your primary choices to listen for Disney information. So we were very humbled. We very thank you, and we thank you for any listener who expressed concern over our, our brief little absence, you know, but we, we, we're coming back to you twofold, and we hope you enjoy it, and we look forward to more shows to come. So, Lee, thank you again for coming on the show. We definitely appreciate it. Thank you, guys. And last but least, my name is Kevin. And I'm Danny. Magic out. Thank you.